the children of the Force. Welcome to episode 81 of Children of the Force, a podcast about Star Wars by one adult and his two kids. I'm Al Nawatsky, the adult. I'm Anna, and I'm 11. I'm Liam, and I'm 8. And wow, it's been a while. We were going to be back last weeks. week. It's been three weeks, I think. Three weeks? Yeah, it's, wow. it's been a month. Oof, no, well, almost. Wow. Did you miss us? I hope you did. did. I bet you missed us, didn't you? I but you've been checking you your podcast feed every day saying, where are they? No, that's probably not the case. But, you know, if you're subscribed, we'll just show up whenever we record an episode. So if you're not subscribed, just go do that right now. And that way you don't have to think, like, did they record a new episode? Because if we did, we'll just show up. Anyway, here we are. And uh, it's been a while. And we're all back at school. And uh, Anna, you started middle school. And yes, I did. Liam, you started third grade, and uh, you know we're just—it's our second full week of school. Is it? Is it fourth grade next year? <laughs> You're already thinking about next year, yeah? I'm gonna be in E two. You're yeah, gonna be yeah. in fourth grade next year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be in seven elementary. Mm-hmm. What? So, yeah, um, Anna, how's middle school going? Awesome. Good. Good. Glad you like it. What's your favorite class? Uh, um, um, ceramics. Ceramics? I gotta use the wheel today. The pottery wheel? The spinning wheel? For the wheel? very first time. It was yeah. super hard and super messy, but also really, really fun. And your other favorite class is... Yeah, so studies because of the teacher. Oh, right. So this is like She history. likes Hamilton uh-huh. and Star Wars. Yeah. And, and the way she teaches... And makes Harry me Potter. love it. Yeah. And Harry Potter is, and Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> That's what a great teacher does. She makes you love it? She makes me love the yeah. subject. That's awesome. what a great teacher does. Yeah, yeah. And there's like cutouts of different Star Wars characters around the uh-huh. thing. And the, she has a Hamilton calendar. Right, yeah, yeah. It's pretty it, awesome. It was like, like she was made for you. Or you were made for her. Hey, you need to tell me what the next phrase on the calendar is. Oh, is this a Hamilton phrase calendar? Yeah. Oh, okay. Is there, isn't there a new one, though? Hmm. Oh. New month, I suppose. September, yes, the one right now mm. is, death doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints, and it takes, and it takes, and it takes. Yeah. That's one okay. right now. Please draw me up in a rage, and every picture we paint, oh. we on my We saw it twice in New York and once yeah, in Chicago. Okay, all right. Well, this isn't a podcast about your history <laughs> no, 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 teacher. No, no, it's once but <laughs> in New York and twice in Chicago. But, you know, yeah. fun to... Fun to know that uh, you're having fun. So, you know, in this episode, we have a lot to talk about um, Uh because we've been gone for a while. Uh, Big news is that there's a new director for episode nine. We'll talk about that later. The better part of that news is that the old director is out, in my opinion. (laughs) Yeah. Is that is the the better part? The better part of the news means that the old director is no longer. So basically, you're excited for a new director, but you're also excited for the old director to go out. I'm I'm more excited. That's basically like the same thing. That the old director is out. Anyway, let's talk about some Star Warsy stuff that we've been up to. Uh, So I went to Force Friday two, and uh, so you know this was a while ago, a couple weeks ago here. Um, Force Friday two, you went there. I went to Target. Is it at midnight? I went to Target at midnight, Force Friday 2, and, uh, you know, before I left the house, you kids were, like, kind of asking me, you're, you're wondering if I was going to get a Porg, 
right? That yeah, day. but I totally and, forgot uh, when I was going to sleep. Oh, yeah. Like, I was had no idea. You forgot that it was First Friday. Yes. Yeah, I had yeah. no idea of it. So, so I was there, and I almost bought a Porg, but I decided not to because there were some kids there who kind of wanted Porgs and other people who probably wanted a Porg more than me. And then I also thought, well, you know, what are we going to do with the Porg? It'll just sit around <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, and it's just going to take up space, you know? Oh, wow. <laughs> so I put the Porgs back on the shelf and, uh, and this Here is a Target, this is a Target and there were two very large oversized Porgs, Aww. like Liam sized Porgs. I bet they uh, were adorable. Yeah, they were. And they, uh, were going to raffle them off and, uh, and at 1230... Uh, half an hour after midnight, so I had already picked out uh, Leia, the novel, bought that. Which I have been reading. For Anna to read, which you've been reading. really good. And I also bought a uh, really cool uh, Forces of Destiny branded pillowcase. Yeah, there's uh, one with dinner, so saying um, Hope, and then the one with Sabine says Rebel. Rebel, right. Uh, so this is these are uh, a pillowcase that I got for you, Liam. Mm-hmm. And the book kind of was for you, Anna. Although, of mm-hmm. course, I'm going to read it, too, once you're <laughs> yeah. done. Um, but just those two things, I think, was all I was going to buy. Uh, but I thought I'd stick around for the raffle. And my number was picked first, and I won the giant porg. And if Good you... thing you stayed around <laughs> for the raffle. Good thing. And, uh, and I saw the looks on some of those kids' faces when I won, and I was like, oh, I really want to give it to them, but... Nope, I'm bringing them home to my kids. To my kids, and I told <laughs> everybody. Gonna love it. I told everybody that I have kids, and they're gonna love this. Uh, just so you know, I'm not gonna just take this home and sell it on eBay, which the shipping alone would probably be more than what it's worth. But because this thing is heavy and huge, and there's a lot of photos of it on our Twitter if you haven't seen it yet. <laughs> so, uh, and his name is Porgy. Porgy. Uh, his Porgy. or her, I guess. Porgy. Um, I think we determined that Porgy is gender fluid, but anyone usually who... identifies male. Yes. I think, yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. You can call him. Uh, uh-huh. You can call her him female. Yeah, yeah. Or male. Yeah. Or anything. Sure. He is fine with anything. Yeah. But most people call him a male. If you're talking so, about him, you just say them. Mm. So Porgy's big, and uh, and <gasps> you guys like to lay on him and waist. sit on him, and he's super heavy. And he takes up way more room than those little porgs that I was thinking about buying. <laughs> That's why I was laughing. <laughs> but uh, he's a member of the family now. He's and a uh, of the family. Oh, my sweet porg. <laughs> yeah. I will kiss you yeah. and hug you. We like literally and play sleep on him. with you and yeah. use you as a beanbag. Yeah, we've used him as a beanbag yeah. while watching movies before. Yeah. Yeah, that's how we watch TV now. We sh- yep. oh, sit and on also, a pork. One very, very important thing that we forgot. Mm-hmm. He talks. Mm, yeah, you he push makes a button. Sounds. You push he a button. Like, and he goes like. Yep. And he goes like. <laughs> and well, you know, to, if you have to like, find the force up, he makes the he um says the same stuff as the porgs say in the find the force right and i think uh didn't we listen to that in the last episode did we i don't remember no i don't think we did anyway yeah, we did. uh did we okay yeah, we yeah. Did. awesome so yes that that's sound. right that's right that's right that sound the pork sound mm-hmm. um so speaking of the find the force app uh i have collected 14 out of the 15 things you can collect in the find the force do you know um, what the one that you don't have collected? uh it is a bb unit not bb8 and not bb 
BB-9E, is that right? The black BB-8? I think so. BB-8. Uh, it's a different BB unit. And I think it's going to be released tomorrow, which... Why is there no fin? When you're listening to this, it'll be yesterday, I guess. Um, I think they're trying to stay Arrows. away... They're trying to stay away from the, like, human characters. There but is... There's Ray and Kylo, but they're holograms. Um, so that they... Because if they were, like, humans, they wouldn't look real enough. And it would just look weird. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah. I wish there was a way for, like, people to see all of these really cool... So this is all this augmented reality thing, right? Where if you scan a certain poster, like, the character will pop up on your phone and will be standing in the environment that your phone is looking at, right? So you can go stand beside that character. And it's really cool, but the way that uh, the way that Find the Force works is that, like, each day or every couple days, scanning the same poster will give you a different character if you wait for a couple days. And there's no easy way when you have the app, once you've found the, the characters, right? Once you have the characters, uh, you've collected the medallion that means that you scanned the poster on the certain day. Once you've done all that, there's no easy way to look through all these really cool augmented reality images that you can move your phone around and look at different angles and stuff. And... Uh, and there's no there's no easy way to do that. So I hope that once they're all you, done, there's no easy way to do. Well, you would have to scan a poster. Oh yeah. And right. like I can't scan one poster and cycle through all the different characters that I've seen. So like I want to show you kids um, Admiral Akbar, but the poster that I scan to get Akbar to come up now when I scan it something else comes up, right? So there's no easy way to find Akbar. So. I hope that when this is all done and you've collected everything and everything's done, then there will be an easy way to just cycle through each one. Right? Yeah. So this is all on the Star Wars app. If you're wondering what the heck I'm talking about, if you haven't done any of this, go to the Star Wars app. Download, download the it. Star Wars app. Then go to the Find the Force thing on the Star Wars app. Download that. Then go to Google on your computer. Google Find the Force. Look at the images. You'll find an image of Ray with a little Find the Force image kind of within that poster then take your phone and point it at your computer these are all the steps you have to go through it, this is very laborious and, and there's no easy way to do it but it's just the nature of augmented reality that's just how it has to be you have to be able to scan this certain kind of poster thing right or this certain combination of images that sets off your phone and makes this thing pop up and kind of the thing is kind of tied to this image that you scan. So if the image goes out of your camera view, then you can't see the thing anymore, right? This is that's what augmented reality is. And just just try it out. It's super cool and it's hard to explain, but once you do it, I think um I love it. I love finding things and, and doing new things on it. Super fun. So uh when you get these medallions, you get information with them. So, like, one day I scanned an image of Rose or something, right? And one of those Stormtrooper executioners came up. And that's those storm uh, new First Order Stormtrooper where, like, half the helmet is black. Where there's a big black mark, uh, uh, the top of it's black. And they have those big, like, staffs with those big claws on the end. With the electricity running through awesome. the, the ends of the claws. That's so, awesome. these are called Stormtrooper Executioners. And the description says that if any soldier is found guilty of treason, it is up to this special branch of stormtrooper to dispense final justice. So these are like the stormtroopers that kill stormtroopers who are, end up turning against the First Order. And okay. if they turn up against the First Order, but they did like a tiny thing? I don't know. I don't know, right? Exactly. They like, might not kill maybe, them. Maybe what if they, they might just, just put them in prison? Mm, maybe. 
they just like said, I don't, you know, I don't really like that Snoke guy. And all of a sudden the stormtrooper executioners come marching through the door and they're like, you are sentenced to death. And then they execute them with their electro staffs or something like that. Right. I mean, that's what I'm imagining might happen. But so are they going to go after Finn? I think that they would kill them if they sided with the rebellion. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm saying. No, they they don't really like that Snoke guy. That just means that they don't really like Snoke. But if you're a member of the First Order and you say you don't like Snoke, the leader of the First Order, at least in the Empire, you could never say anything against the Emperor. If you did, you would be disappeared. You'd probably be killed. If you were a stormtrooper and you said, yeah, the Emperor creeps me out, and like one of your commanding officers heard you say that, that was the end for you. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> you don't. You don't do that. Um, Inferno Squad actually did a good job of of talking about that. About how uh, even when you're like privately alone with one other person and you might both agree, you just never say anything negative about the emperor. You don't even use his name to joke about something else. Yeah, you don't even think it exactly. Uh, so, stormtrooper executioner, pretty but you cool. No, you don't say the. M poopy. You do not call him the M poopy. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> the M poopier. Uh, yeah. M poopier. Completely different side note. Mm-hmm. Halloween is coming up. Halloween is coming up. <laughs> yep. That is true. Hey. Yeah. M. <laughs> M poopier. M per poopy pants. Ah. M poopy pants. Emperor, we shouldn't be saying this. Emperor poopatine. <laughs> All right, and then uh, for the Kylo Ren thing, uh, it says, though his powers in the dark side have increased, Kylo still has much to prove to his shadowy mentor, Supreme, Supreme Leader, Leader Snoke. No. So he still has to prove himself. Continue. Oh, you want to read that one, Liam? C-3PO continues to serve General Leo Organa on the bridge of the Resistance Cruiser. Resistance Cruiser. So there's this big Resistance Cruiser, and I have not seen an image of this yet, but it's a Mon Calamari Cruiser, I believe, or it's a big cruiser. I'm not sure. I know that um, the BB-8 Sphero app, you know, that... The, the remote-controlled one that you control with your phone. The one I saw on Target? Yeah. Um, so there's some information there's that came out. There's a BB-9E now. There is a BB-9E, Sphero, yeah. But there's some in- information on that app. And uh, one of the pieces of information is that there is a big resistance cruiser, and the name of the cruiser is the Radis. How awesome is that? The Radis? It's named after General Radis. Admiral Radis. Ah, Admiral Radis. From Rogue One. So cool. The guy who yeah. died. Yeah. Over, over, yeah, over, uh, no, not the, no, he's the Moncal. The Moncal Mari. Radis, uh, he was the admiral. He was the, the person who the led admiral the fleet Radis. into battle, but he, he did die over Scarif. So what'd you say about Radis? Yeah. So the name of the resistance cruiser is, is the Radis. They named it after him. Oh. Yeah. Super cool. That's so yeah, sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Maz Kanata is also part of this and, uh, her little information says the destruction of her castle has forced Maz to become more mobile and take a more hands-on role in the turbulent criminal underworld. 
She offers help in the struggle against the First Order by pointing the Resistance toward a mysterious new ally. And what did you say right after you read this to me the first DJ. time, Daddy? I think that that's DJ. You, you I, I Which thought is pretty cool. When I saw it before you said that's what I mm-hmm. think. I thought that's that's actually what it, mm, what yeah, it said. Yeah. Because that totally makes sense. Maybe we're kind of piecing together the movie a little bit. I think pretty cool. But I don't want to piece together. <laughs> oh, oh my do gosh. you want me to okay, stop? Okay, one thing. Okay. One thing. Yes. Uh, so there's this thing called crew at my. Oh. It's kind of like school. your home, like homeroom. Yeah, yep, but yep. with like all different ages and different stuff. Different ages in one room. Yep. And there's a day mm-hmm. that is full crew day, so you can like plan to do whatever you want this to do. This is a day in December. This will be a day in December. Right? Well, maybe not in December, but later than December. Okay. Yeah. Yep. And so we decided that we were going to go with another crew that my babysitter's in to go watch the eighth movie of Star Wars together. And I am really excited. What's the other crew <laughs> The Last Damon. Jedi. Yes. So you're going to go to The Last Jedi with a bunch of your schoolmates. Uh-huh. So including our babysitter. Yeah, including, yeah, including. Who's all? Who is? Who's an adult now? She's 18 years old. Is she 18? Yeah, she is. She turned 18 in August. Wait, what? <laughs> I know oh, her funny. as a 15 years So, old. anyway, anyway, yes. 18? And, you know, and Anna, you're 11 and Liam, you're 8, and you still need, uh, it's, it, always make, it always makes me laugh whenever we call, like, someone who watches you a babysitter, because obviously you're not babies uh, anymore. And uh, they, they don't. But, and I'm uh, almost to the age to be where sat on. I'm almost the age where I can babysit myself right. and Liam. Yeah, you're both kind of at that age where it's, like, in the middle. Like, do yeah. we leave you alone? Do we not? Right now we're kind of leaning toward no. So, uh, yeah. but, you but know, maybe, in about like, a year, in a year. Yeah, yeah. When I've taken the babysitting certificate for certain. When I've taken the babysitting yes. class. Also, Phasma has a personal score to settle with the resistance. So, um, there's that. Which, you know, I think uh, makes sense. Uh, maybe personally with Finn. I think that she's going to want to oh, yeah. have a rematch with Finn. Oh, a rematch? Yeah. Definitely. Speaking of Phasma, I finished the Phasma book that came out on Force Friday. And oh. it is awesome. I like to call it Mad Max in Space. Sorry, let me try that again. Mad Max in Space. Some people might get that. I'm not going to explain it right now. No, explain it. (laughs) No. No. No, later. Speaking of Phasma, Nick from London sent us an email and suggested a standalone movie of his own. Gwendolyn Christie in... Star Wars, Phasma, she ain't short for a stormtrooper. <laughs> She's very yeah, tall. Yeah, Gwendolyn. <laughs> She's very tall. Yeah, um, awesome. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> I like that poster. It's very nice. Uh, I would totally watch a Phasma movie. This Phasma book is... Okay, so Mad Max is a movie franchise, right? There's four uh, Mad Max movies. And they're kind of like this post-apocalyptic, like something happened on Earth, probably nuclear war, right? Uh, there's no, it's all just a big desert. And then these people in the desert, you know, and anyway, it, it ends up being really 
um, like a chase, kind of a road movie. There's chases in the desert, and there's these people who are trying to kill each other and steal their water, and you know, it's all like roving bands of of criminals. I'm and, you know, it's not uh, Phasma is, uh, I would say. No, I mean like. The- oh, Mad Max, definitely not. Okay. Phasma as a book is pretty mature. I think like there's it's it gets really gross. And it gets really violent. Um, and you see, like, Phasma's, um, where she came from. And she grew up on this world that is destroyed, basically. And there's very few people living there. And very few resources. And I'm not really spoiling anything, but... What do you um, mean by gross? Um, there's... The violence is gross. There's some gross violence and gross death. Yeah. Like a lot of blood? Mm, yeah. Because I can handle blood. Anyway. I just can't handle it's... spilt guts. Yeah, well, let's not talk any more about Phasma then. Let's head on over, over to, to the, the news. news. <laughs> Colin Trevorrow Yay! is out as episode 9 director and writer and good riddance. Does that mean goodbye or that means no, that means a happy bye. a happy goodbye? Okay. I don't know, and, and I might be pronouncing his name wrong. Just, it's either Trevoro or Trevaro, but either well, way, I'm used to Trevoro now. Either so. way, either way, I don't have to say his name tomorrow because we don't have to talk about Colin Trevaro tomorrow. <laughs> okay, so. According to be in the joke section. Oh, that's no, no, it should not. That's cheesy. Wait, and I'm yeah. actually laughing. Okay, so, so according to Lucasfilm, it was a mutual deci- decision. But according to like sources who kind of are close to it in different uh, magazines and stuff, they're saying that you know he, he he had his he had too big of an ego. His his uh, he thought too much of himself, right? And. Uh, didn't want to maybe compromise. So I've been saying from the day that he was announced that he was not a fit for the job. And I don't say that to toot my own horn. I say that because I want to establish that I'm not just going along with this and acting like I'm happy because it Lucasfilm did it and everything they can do, everything they do is, is perfect and they can do no wrong. I don't think that. Um, but I thought that the decision to have him direct in the first place What's that? Making Han die is wrong. Mm, yeah. Well, actually, it does make certain story. <laughs> I thought Lucasfilm made a mistake when they made Colin Trevorrow the director in the first place. And then later they announced that he was going to write it, and that then I got really worried. Uh, he this So he directed one comedy, and then he somehow got to direct Jurassic World. Uh, and because of that one average sexist movie, he was picked to round out the sequel trilogy for Star Wars? I have no, no idea. No, that's, no. Because that, it has that's not how we should do things here. You're not going to ruin the big woman lead. I know, this is a story about a woman, and... And you're not going to ruin Oh, it. Jurassic World did not do well with women, as far as how it treated them. I, so, in reference to how he got to direct Jurassic World, after only directing one independent comedy... Uh, he actually said the following sentence. He said, It hurts my feelings when I'm used as an example of white male privilege. Good riddance, Colin Trevorrow. 
I am so glad you are not directing episode nine anymore. <laughs> and like, I don't know him. I don't know if he's a good guy or a, you know, a, a egomaniac. I don't. Uh, but I think that professionally, you know, based on Jurassic World, which is the only movie of his that I've seen, uh, he's not worthy of Star Wars. So super happy to see him go. And no, no, I'm not going to let you do that. And I have to say, when I heard that he w- was leaving, I was kind of hoping Ryan Johnson would, would get to direct Nine also, which is weird because I haven't seen The Last Jedi, and I, but I'm assuming, right, he seems like he really knows what he's doing and he likes it, and I really like uh, the two of his movies that I've seen, Brick and, I'm Brick really and Looper, and I really like them. Because yes. everyone else has said, like, everyone, like, Ray, hmm? Daisy Ridley, I right, mean, right. Like, and the, all those people have said... It's not what you're expecting, but mm. it's going to blow your mind. It's going to be <laughs> yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm super excited for it. Yeah. So I was either hoping for him because I just kind of like his, his, I like the cut of his jib. Uh, I also would prefer a person of color or a woman or a woman of color. Awesome. Um, Patty Jenkins, who directed Wonder Woman. I was thinking, how great would that be? But, you know, she's oh, also, yeah, that would be awesome. it's been announced that she's directing the sequel to Wonder Woman. And that comes out. <gasps> yeah, it's gonna. December. It comes out December thirteenth of two thousand nineteen, which is right when episode nine comes out. It comes out like two weeks later. So there's no way she could do both of those movies, right? Because mm-hmm. she'd have to be like out doing promotion for both of those movies. It just wouldn't work. Uh, she'd have to be booing both of them, booing, doing yeah. <laughs> both of them at the exact same time, like working on every true, thing at and the that exact not, same time. It just doesn't happen, especially with a movie that big, with two movies that big. Right. So it was, and actually, how amazing is it? Those both of those movies are coming out in December of the same year. That's going to be a huge month for movies. Oh yeah. I mean, the first one we're going to go to the movie like oh. both the movies like yeah. three times. Well. We'll, we'll go to Wonder Woman at least once, and then we'll see how many times we'll go to The Last Jedi. Um, but five. yeah. Like, five. seven. Seven, maybe. So then it was announced that J.J. Abrams is directing episode nine. That is awesome, too. Yes! That is awesome. And, uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I think he did a great job with The Last, with uh, The Force Awakens. And, he definitely uh, made the female lead, like... Mm. He made Ray capable yeah. of anything. Well, and he made Ray. I mean, he and yeah. uh, and Lawrence Kasdan they they wrote Ray. They they made Ray. He's like the opposite of whatever his name is, <laughs> Colin Trevorrow. We don't need to say his name anymore. But here's a new name to be concerned with. Well, actually, I shouldn't even say this first. Let's talk about J.J. Abrams some more. Oh, so let's talk about. Tarni- Did you so so Liam, you were talking about how you felt like the Force Awakens is like different. You were saying it was. It seemed really different than no, just just than the, like the sequels, the sequels and the prequels. So, um, the, well, we've only seen one sequel. So, yeah, The Force Awakens. You were saying something about how so it I feels saying, really different. But when right? I, I thought you meant that just The Force Awakens by itself, but I meant like all of the movies that came out, like Rogue One too. Oh, they're you, different. Just the new they're not the same. They're not the same. They're, they're not, not the same. They're better. Ooh. I think they feel like a I mean, new. I grew, they yeah, feel like a copy off yeah. of Star Wars. They're not the same thing. Oh well, they're not. I mean, and then like they're not the same because they're new. 
and and they're not trying to be the same, right? So that's good, right? Is that good or bad? What do you think about them not being the same? Good because yeah. they're awesome. Yeah, and they blew my mind. I, <laughs> they blew your mind. Yeah, I feel the same way that you do about them too, and I think part of it might be because because. We're growing up with these new movies, mm. whereas the old ones are like, oh, yeah, I've watched these, I've watched these, mm-hmm. I already know what happens in mm-hmm. them, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. Whereas the new movies, The Force Awakens, Rogue One, are like, this is completely new to me. Mm-hmm. It's a new, it's not, it's a new universe, but in the same universe right. as we've already explored. Brand new stories. But... Yeah, yeah, brand new stories mm-hmm. that we're growing up with that right. will have a bigger impact on us, especially me. Yeah. Bye. Do you think that's why, maybe, Liam, why they seem really different? Or do you think there's something else, like, I think about the movies that is that else. is actually different? Like, I mean, I get Anna's point. Like, if an alien I mean, came that, to Earth... That could easily be that. Yeah, it could be that. Like, if someone came, or, or let's say, uh, do you think, let's say you have kids... And you show them all of the movies, including the sequel trilogy. Are they going to say, when when you go from Return of the Jedi to The Force Awakens, are they gonna are they gonna all of a sudden say, oh, this seems totally different. This is totally different. Or are they just gonna watch it and say, oh, this is Star Wars too? What do you think? I don't know. I think I that they're not gonna you... say it's totally different, mm. but they're not gonna say, oh, it's just Star Wars. They're gonna say like. Hmm, there's something mm-hmm. different about this. Yep. But it's still Star Wars, like always. I'm not thinking about kids yet. I'm only eight years old. <laughs> I'm just saying. And I can tell you from experience. And I need to know for... what my kids are like before I say that. <laughs> if I even have kids, <laughs> okay. I don't even know if Stop. I'm going to have I know. Kids. That's why I said if. <laughs> so, anyway, I can tell you from experience that I view the prequels as very different than the original trilogy. And that's because I grew up with the original trilogy, and then I watched the prequels in the theater. And I think for you kids, it's all just Star Wars. It's not as big of a difference as it is for me. I see them as almost completely different. Oh, they are. Yeah. They're very different. Yeah. All right. Well, so here's this other name that we might be saying that I kind of worries me in the same way Colin Trevorrow does. Uh, but we'll see. So JJ Abrams is writing episode nine, but he's writing it with somebody else, not Lawrence Kasdan. He's writing it with Chris, uh, rhymes with Ontario, Chris Terrio. So it's just the end of Ontario. There we go. I looked up how to pronounce it. Chris Terrio. Yes. Uh, so Chris Terrio wrote the screenplay for a movie called Argo, which is a movie that I thought was, was really well done, well crafted. Um, he won an Oscar for that screenplay, which is pretty cool. So, you know, for how he wrote it, it wasn't his story, but he wrote the screenplay for a story that already existed. Right. Uh, he also wrote Batman versus Superman. Which, which was a was really bad. steaming pile of poodoo. Uh, <laughs> you think? So, <laughs> oh, why, why sure. Do you, that's my why opinion. Why do you think that? It's just, I don't get it. Uh, well, that's because you haven't seen it. So, Can you give me a reason why you think that? It's, is it sexist or racist? Um, or, well, is it just not well-crafted? You know, it's not. I wouldn't say it is necessarily those things, Liam. It's not well-crafted. It's It's messy. It it uh, it doesn't make sense in parts. Sometimes they'll they'll do the same thing twice uh, for no reason. Um, 
and it's just it's hokey it's cheesy it's it takes itself too seriously it's so many things uh it tries to be really serious and ends up being funny because of that but not intentionally funny uh okay so he did not win an oscar for the screenplay for batman versus superman uh he did win a golden raspberry or razzie uh, and golden raspberries are awards given out for the worst instead of the best. It's kind of a joke, but it's also like they actually take it seriously. He won a Razzie for the worst screenplay of 2016. Okay, so, well, I guess it's not just in your opinion. <laughs> he won an Oscar and a Razzie. So, uh, I'm not sure what to think yeah. of this guy. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, J.J. Abrams is writing also. And there's also the Lucasfilm story group that's going to be guiding the story and... We'll see. We'll see. Um, well, J.J. Abrams is good. Yeah, and you he's know... He's really good. And he's written Star Wars before, yeah. so I think most of the, like, the other people will probably lean to his side because they think he know what he might yes. know what he's doing better yep. than Chris Terrio. Yep. And here's what we know. Here's what we know. That's a good point, Anna. Here's what we know about Lucasfilm and Kathleen Kennedy and how they work. Uh, Josh Trank... Chris Miller and Phil Lord and Colin Trevorrow. Okay. These are all people. These are all people who were working on star Wars and it wasn't working and bye bye because we want to make the best movies we can and it's not working with you. So we're going to get someone else. So if Chris Terrio is, is writing steaming piles of poodoo, then Kathleen Kennedy is going to say, uh, you know, oh, let's open the rank, open the rancor pits and, uh, and throw them in because we're done with him. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so. going through different ones and different ones. Right. It's like, uh, rancor pit, rancor pit, rancor pit. <laughs> oh, this one's good. Let's yep. try it. Oh, uh, now rancor pit, yep. rancor pit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. No, this <laughs> one will be disgusting for the rancor. Let's try it. <laughs> Here, this um, is gonna be delicious. <laughs> here, um, so oh, he wants Lord. to make Star Wars the uh, the um episode nine nine. Yep. yep. Poodoo? No, he doesn't want to. But he's if he does. Oh right. He gets to see his Thumbs own poodoo. He dumps into his own mm, poodoo. He is poodoo. <laughs> well, poodoo. no, no. You know, it's, so poodoo is food, right? What? Yeah, poodoo is actually no, food. No, poodoo means poop. No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. No, because Jabba tells, uh, who does he tell? Luke that he's going to be bantha poodoo. Bantha fodder. Fodder means food. Fo- poodoo is food. <laughs> bantha what? food. Yeah. Poodoo is bantha food? Yeah. Food for banthas. But Watto says you're... You mean Sebulba? Yeah. He goes, poodoo. Yep, he's saying... Food. That's what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> but, but Bantha Poodoo, I think, is supposed to be like this smelly stuff that Banthas eat that is gross, right? It's like, so it's like but they eat it. Food. That's disgusting. Oh, good lord. Food. <laughs> Food. Food. Like, I'm just grabbing Crash. Food. Food. <laughs> Do you know how ridiculous that sounds? It sounds food. very ridiculous. Right? <laughs> Would okay. be so much better. Stay on target. Pull it out. Stay on target. 
So it sounds like uh, it sounds like Phasma is going to have more to do in the Last Jedi, and I'm hoping that you know I'm a little I'm a little worried. Uh, I'm hoping that she lives, and if she makes it to Episode Nine, <laughs> oh, uh, I hope I, she dies. Yeah, well, if she makes she's, it to Episode Nine, married. I hope JJ gives her more time than he did last time because that was one thing I was disappointed about with the Force Awakens was we got very little Phasma, but hopefully that was all set up. And we're going to get a bunch of her this time around. We'll see. So uh, with this change in directors, they also changed the date. So, you know, Han Solo is coming out next May, right? Mm -hmm. And then a year later, we were going to get episode nine. But now it's going to be a year and a half. And we're going to get episode nine that next Christmas. The next holiday season, December. Oh, so you were already saying about how they... Yeah, with Patty Jenkins yeah. and Wonder right. Woman. Yeah, so they pushed it back. Now it's going to be December twentieth, twenty nineteen. So, so we have, we have the Last Jedi this December. Then five months later, we have the Han Solo movie, May of two thousand eighteen, and then I know three months. I know, and then a year and a half after Han Solo, we'll have Episode Nine, whatever that may be called. Episode Nine. The last, last Jedi. The last, last <laughs> Jedi. The, the last, last Sith. No, 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 no. We're Luke never takes the lightsaber again. <laughs> Luke still never takes the lightsaber. Like, this one is called Luke never takes the lightsaber. Next one, Luke never takes the lightsaber, and then again. it just keeps going. Next right. trilogy, and then the Can't next trilogy, stop. and then the next stop. trilogy. Stop! 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 Oh, that would be so boring. Yeah. <laughs> so boring. Okay. I wouldn't even be excited for the Star Wars movies. Oh, we have so we much more even to talk be about. Putting this news on because oh. it, it doesn't matter. Speaking of release dates, Rebels season four, October sixteenth, less than a month away. Yes. 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 It's coming up. It's coming up. All right. So uh, there were these trading cards, uh, digital trading cards that were released around Force Friday that I thought you kids might want to take a look at. Org. We'll put a link to these. There are porgs in these cards. Um, so we got Snoke on his throne in his golden robe. Oh, can we actually see Snoke? Yeah. Uh, not a hologram. Actually, yeah, Snoke. I know. And we got some cool Praetorian Guard stuff uh, with their Vibroblade stats. No! Vibroblade! We have a uh, Kylo Ren like kneeling in front of Snoke, and uh, I'm assuming that floor is probably made of uh, what's the name of that metal Liam that uh, lightsabers can't go through? Do you remember? Um, tsh- I totally forgot. I anyway, forgot. maybe it's made out of uh, Zillow hide. There you go. There. Uh, we got Kylo. We got Phasma. Yes. We got the Stormtrooper Executioner. This next photo we have uh, just some you know hero shots. Okay, here's the thing. This next photo is going to give us the next card. I'm going to show you kids is going to it's it's set on Octo. It gives us a piece of information that I think is pretty big. I don't want to see. And it. kind of a now. spoiler. I don't care. Of what? Yes. Spoiler of what? Um, I want to see. Let me think. I mean, it's not that big of a spoiler, but it tells us something about the planet of Octo that we didn't know before. Not about the sure. planet, but okay. about Luke's Come situation on. on the planet. That's, that's You ready? Okay. If you don't want to know anything about this, listeners, just go ahead like a minute. There's Rey 
on a cliff on Octo. There's Luke in the background. And what else do you see? A and sunken X-Wing. A sunken X-Wing in the water. So is that how Luke got to Octo? And now his X-Wing's in the water. Here's what I'm thinking. He can't. It's too big. You ask the impossible. What if he still can't? What if Luke still can't do it? And it takes Ray, or him and Ray working together, to lift that X-Wing. Maybe he waited for Ray to come. What, what if he never became as powerful as we thought he was going to become? What if Luke isn't the most powerful Jedi in the galaxy? What if he just kind of failed as a Jedi, yeah, and he still could he never be? do that thing that Yoda could do? Like he's got some like uh, I was I'm thinking about like uh, like Korra, right? So the last season of uh, the Legend of Korra, right? This the Avatar sequel. Um, Korra is dealing with a lot of post-traumatic stress disorder, right? Basically she's dealing with like her past the, the and, fourth and, season, and the her, last. yeah, the last one. Yeah. And her past is kind of haunting her so much that she can't let her, um, like chi flow that she needs to, right. In order to, to go into the avatar state and, and be awesome. Uh, what if like the same thing's happening with Luke? What if he just isn't powerful because of all these things that he's had to deal with? And he just lets it, he's let it, Can I mean, of course it's affected him. a minute? Oh, okay, that's about a minute. Let's go. Uh, some more, just some more shots, you know, Ray, BB-8, Chewie. I'll link to this. <gasps> oh my <laughs> god! Oh. Okay, I bet you can guess what, uh, what card we just, uh... <laughs> What is on this card, guys? Guess. The kids are. It's a board. <laughs> There's little perks around R two and inspecting him. It's talking. They're inspecting R two. Yeah. There's one standing. They're on top of his head. And one's inspecting. Yeah. And one's inspecting his foot. <laughs> and one's just on his arm. Looking oh at gosh, him. Oh my gosh. And then there's one expecting his leg over here. Yep. And then this other Borg uh-huh. in the background is just kind of staring at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> They're so cute. Uh, They're so cute. That Borg's my favorite. The one in the background we'll doing s- nothing, just the staring at the, the camera. The one on his arm is my favorite. <laughs> okay, that'll, that might have to be our... Uh... When I share this uh, episode on Facebook, that might have to be the image that goes along with it because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's Call an adorable it image attack. of Porgs and R2-D2, who is also adorable in his own way. No, Let's not, not forget that R2 is also cute, okay? Not as much okay. as the Porgs, okay. though. Yeah. Definitely not as much as the Porgs. Now it's just plain R2. Yep. Finn. Yeah, Finn, and Finn and Rose here look like they're in Canto Bite. Kind of gives us... Rose is the next card. Oh, okay. Kind of see some I light see. fixtures, a Canto Bite. Sort of see... Some of the oh, uh, Rose has something on her <gasps> in the background of Rose's Ro- uh, Rose picture. Has something written on her. Yeah, she does. I'm not quite yeah. sure what it what it says. I haven't read it yet, but it's Let's in read it. it's in Arabesh. See, but look, in the it's background, one of those horse people. In the background, yeah, the we buttons. have those those horses um, in the windows, like stained glass windows of those kind of horse creatures. Um, and ah, uh, they were named in a book, and I cannot remember what their names are right now, but. They have names now. Those horse creatures that oh, we saw. Oh, finally! That's like the yeah. first picture I've seen of Poe in a really long time. Yeah. So, so those are some cool images. We'll we'll link again to those uh, on our website, childrenoftheforce.com. I'll 
definitely put a link up to those trading cards and probably pull a few trading cards off and put them on the site too. Let especially the one with the porgs. Yep. Uh, another bit of news, The Last Jedi Novelization by Jason Fry is going to be coming out March 6th instead of right when the movie comes out. Uh, so that's kind of weird because usually those novelizations, they always come out right after the movie. Um, but I'm not, I, I think it's a great idea to wait. And I'm going to illustrate now why I think it's a great idea to wait. I'm going to read you an excerpt from The Force Awakens novelization. This ebook was released the day after The Force Awakens was released in theaters. This takes place uh, at uh, Tanul Village, right? Uh, the beginning when they kill Lor Santeca. Uh, Kylo kills Lor Santeca, right? Uh -huh. And as he's walking away back to his ship in the movie, we see him release the laser bolt, right? The laser bolt was frozen, mm -hmm. and we see him release it, right? All right, here's what the book says. In the course of returning to his ship, they're talking about Kylo here, he passed a blaster lying on the ground. It was Poe's, the one that had come within an arm's length of killing him. Once he was beyond its reach, he touched it, but not with his hands. It rose seemingly of its own accord and flew free, smashing into a nearby structure and scaring the wits out of an idling stormtrooper unfortunate enough to be standing nearby. So in the book, <laughs> nothing happens to the laser bolt that he freezes. He does freeze the laser bolt in midair. He does do that. But then you never see what happens to it. And instead of the laser bolts coming and hitting that thing, Kylo just picks up like the blaster off the ground with the force and throws the blaster. And like that's the kind of thing that happens because the author didn't get to watch the movie and actually misread the script. He read the script wrong. Because they let him read the script. But he read the script wrong. He thought, he when he read, you know, that he released the blaster bolts and it hit, you know, and it kept going and hit the thing, you know, uh, it's just a really kind of horrible mistake. That would never have happened if Alan Dean Foster was able to see the movie before he wrote the book. So I'm really glad, that actually, that they're waiting and they're going to, like, fix that stuff before it happens so anyway that's like nice. a, that's like <laughs> that book the force awakens novelization has a few moments like that and they really bother me so uh all right so we have some information about uh from a certain point of view now from a certain point of view remember was this book of short stories and they're all written uh they're written to be taking place during the time of a new hope but it's not something that you see in A New Hope, right? And there's 40 stories. And I pulled out just a few of them. They've given information on almost all of these stories. Just little mini excerpts to give you an idea what the story's about. And the first one is by E.K. Johnston and Ashley Eckstein. Mm -hmm. And Liam, listen to this one. Ashley Eckstein? Miara Lart breathed in and remembered how much she loved real air. <laughs> I just spoiled the Ahsoka book for you. Miara lives. <laughs> oh my gosh! So that's super cool. Anna, you haven't read it yet. But no, I haven't. super cool. And of course, E.K. Johnson is the author of Ahsoka. And Ashley, of course, is the voice of Ahsoka. Uh, they wrote this story together. Oh my and it God. and so like Miara Larts is is existing during a new hope. Sure. So cool. Um here's another one. Afra's life. 
alternated between finding interesting ancient artifacts and reactivating interesting ancient artifacts, with brief interstitial periods of selling the interesting ancient artifacts. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So that's obviously one about Aphra, taking place during A New Hope by Kieran Gillen, who wrote uh, the Darth Vader series that Aphra, he, he invented the character of Aphra, which is pretty cool. Uh, here's another one by Kevin Scott, who actually wrote uh, those those uh, Wild Space books that we still haven't read, <laughs> Adventures in Wild Space. Uh, and this one goes, it's a quote, my name is Obi-Wan Kenobi, and I am dead. <laughs> I know how that sounds. Crazy old Ben with his crazy old stories. But this isn't crazy. This is happening. At least I think it is. So this must be like the story of Ben after Vader kills him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny, huh? All right. Wait, wait, how's it about? How's he saying it? Uh, it's, he's dictating it to somebody. I don't know. Who knows? My name is Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> I am dead. So here's another one. Uh, from Here is one uh, little quote from the story There is Another by Gary D. Schmidt. Age, Yoda thought has its advantages. More and more want the young, but less and less need the old. So this is a story about Yoda during A New Hope. What was he doing during A New Hope? Was he sensing the events of what was happening during A New Hope? Or was he just sitting there no eating idea. his disgusting soup? <laughs> he was, yeah, yeah. Probably it's all about his soup. Probably sitting there eating his disgusting just soup. Just sitting around there eating his disgusting yeah. poop. I mean, no. soup. 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 Oh, wow. soup. I think this episode has a theme. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, here is one about Gorindon. Now we've already read a story about Gorindon, and that story was by Nick from London. Nick from and London. And he wrote. There's actually one. But there actually is going to be one about him. Wouldn't it be funny if it was the same? I don't think it is. But wouldn't it be funny if it was similar? That'd be awesome. Oh, how cool would that be? Okay. That would be really awesome. So this is a quote from Grindon, right? It's it's Grindon thinking this. Know what your problem is? I say in my own language quietly and to myself. Your problem is that your entire species thinks itself a sun around which the petty planets and moons spin. But really, you're just another rock doomed to ever orbit something grander, but remain ignorant of your own insignificance. <laughs> Grendon's got got it out for humans, I think. <laughs> the Secrets of Long Snoot. The Secrets of Long Snoot by Delilah Dawson, who wrote the Phasma book. Yeah. Ooh, nice! Alright, here's one called Added Muscle by Paul Din. Dinny? Dinny. Paul Dini. Dini. Paul Dini. Dini. Uh, Dini. So this is funny because this is like fat thinking, right? And it's just like, I'm going to read it how I read it in my head when I read it. I'd be lying if I said I didn't enjoy the whispers of surprise when I walked into the scene. That's right, boys. Fet's here. <laughs> what? That's right, boys. Fet's here. Got two gallons of fet walking through the door. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Yep. Let's Make way for the fat. Let's right. go eat some water. Fat lawful? Lawful? Literally, daddy. Lawful. Fodder. Fodder. Bantha fodder. Let's go eat some bantha fodder and I'm going to kill you. Fodder? All right. Finally, 
Uh, and there's so many more of these, and uh, you can find them all, uh, all of these, actually, on... Uh, I go to Jedi Bibliothek, which is a German uh, German book uh, website, German Star Wars book website, I know, um, by uh, German Jedi on, uh, on Twitter, at German Jedi. Anyway, uh, so he has a link to all of these and, and uh, what the authors had to say about them and all that stuff. Uh, so... So Delray Star Wars, the Twitter account for Delray, which is publishing this book, uh, they say, the last story of the book is really the beginning of the entire tale. Sort of. It's a work in progress. And it's the story is called Wills by Tom Engelberger. And the little excerpt goes like this. May the force be with me as I begin the sacred task of writing in the Journal of the Wills. Wow. So this is like like the first Jedi writing this or something like that. Like, you know, the w journal of the wills is, so supposed, is to be... supposed to be written in, um, star Wars, like the, uh, someone in star Wars writes this. Yes. These in this one. Well, um, no, not really, but this is a story about the person writing in the journal of the wills, I guess, or maybe it's a, a passage from the journal it's of the a wills story about someone writing a story. And, you know, what does that book remind you of when you look at this image? There's images that go with each of these, and there's that book with the Jedi symbol. It reminds me of this the being oh. sketchbook. It, it's, oh, interesting. It reminds me of the Jedi path. It reminds me of the last Jedi teaser. And Luke's hand looking at that book with the Jedi symbol on it. Which, yeah. which very likely is the Journal of the Wills. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. We oh need to gosh. watch it again. Oh yep. my gosh. Look at that. A new thing. Oh my gosh. All right. So a new comic was just announced. It's going to come out just a few days after the movie comes out, after The Last Jedi comes out. Uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi, Storms of Crate. Crate. And Crate. Written by Ben Acker and Ben Blacker. And uh, art by Mark Mayhew. Mike Mayhew, sorry. Why the heck is there a young Luke in that? This is a story, again. Could they please tell stories after Return of the Jedi? Please. But this is a story that takes place between A New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Because Crate is an old... Crate, 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 Crate. That's where all the good stories take place. Is that... Oh, I know where Crate is. <laughs> Crate is like an old rebellion base, right? But uh -huh, we, we uh -huh, know we uh -huh. see Crate in The Last Jedi. It's uh -huh. the planet with the red dust coming up, uh -huh. right? Oh my um, gosh. So this is a story about oh the rebels being there during the rebellion. That's where I knew the name. Yeah, that's Crate. Crate. Mm -hmm. <gasps> what? What, Anna? I don't want to spoil this for anyone. Oh, do they mention Crate in, in Leia? They do more than mention it. No way. Yes, way. What? Yes. No. Yes. Awesome. I can't wait to read that book. I know. So it's Anna, awesome. Anna is reading Leia, Princess of Alderaan by Claudia Gray. And that's why I was and, like, Leia. And I want to read it so bad. But, oh my gosh. But it's it a physical so copy of the book, good. which I said we weren't going to buy anymore. But I bought it just for you because I know you like those. Yes, All I right. Do. I do. So I'm never gonna buy any more for so Anna. So crate and then and then you buy another one. We'll see. And then you say it again. And then we'll you buy see. Another one. We'll see. Maybe. Uh, they also released released the cover for Canto Bite, oh, that new that new uh, novel. What's up? Bro? That's the thing we saw someone riding, and that's the car oh. thing. Yeah, yeah. One of the cars. It is. Yep. That's so cool. Yeah. There's a big long kind of long looking speeder. The spiky guys in the background. 
spike all oh, the spiky uh, yeah, police the, the candlebite spiky police speeders yeah spiky not spiky guys the spiky ships yep yeah spiky I am not a huge fan of the design of this cover. I don't know. It's kind of cool. I think cool. it looks pretty cool. Yeah, there's there's something about the race. They could delete this thing there, whatever that is, and then it'd be better. But anyway, yeah. um, but not every cover can be by Greg Rucka. I love Greg Rucka's art. He did all the he did all of the Journey to the Force Awakens stuff, um, like the covers for um, Smuggler's Run and. Weapon of a Jedi. Oh, yeah. Oh, I Those know what this really is. Did, you know how you said you saw someone in First Order? Mm -hmm. That is the police chasing someone in the First Order. Maybe. That could be. Oh, and Daddy, you know yeah, that people thing? Thought that was That's Hux's. another ship. Yeah, I know, I know. It just doesn't look good there. That's all. Um, just out but of place. But it's not in the know. race or whatever. Yeah, just being overly critical. That's all. So, um, wow. I mean, this episode is long because we have been out of it for a while um yeah, so let's we we're gonna look well you know we're getting there we're gonna look at some toys uh that hasbro released uh they're not in stores yet but they're going to be uh and uh we have uh, an image of dj dj yeah benicio del toro's uh character dj and he's named DJ on the package. Okay, but um, it makes him look so much looks pretty younger. Cool. In the it really does. Here. It really does make him look it's younger. Kind of yeah. yeah. Looks I'm like a young to... Benicio del Toro. I'm trying to identify that blaster. The blaster? Oh, what I think kind it's of blaster either, does he have? Um, Boba Fett's blaster hmm. or the EE4. Mm. A pretty cool Leia, which again, you know, she looks I'm younger. I'm never going to think of Leia the same way again after I read that book. That's awesome. That's great. And after that book, you should read Bloodline. Okay, Because it's also by Claudia Gray, and it's amazing. Also about Leia. <laughs> uh, yeah, so then we got uh, Leia, and she has a blaster, which is cool. We have Luke, and he has a staff. Oh my gosh, that's just so funny. It looks Luke, like a... Luke has a staff. Look at that staff. Could that staff turn into a lightsaber? Probably, that is Ray's probably staff. Probably not. No, it's not Ray's staff. That looks exactly like Ray's no, staff. No, Ray's staff doesn't well, have that take extra one look thing at, that. at the it end. It looks there. like a little kid, except for the beard. <laughs> looks like a little kid dressed up on Halloween, except for the beard. <laughs> it does. Okay, okay. Like, it if does. you turn that big... I can't deny it. If you turn mm, that sure. that mustache and mm -hmm. the beard into more of a... Uh, into more of looking like a wig, mm. then... Yeah, that's a kid dressing up for Halloween. All right. <laughs> well, like. action figures always look a little silly, I think. But, okay, so look at Snoke. Look at his look at his costume, you guys. Look, oh, at, look that. at his neck. It's like yeah, his neck's pretty it's, nasty. But, but check out his like it's Golden an actual robe. cloth robe that comes with the action figure. He it's pretty cool actually. That's really cool. Um, he's like actually wrinkly. Yeah, he's like a giant hole nasty. right here. It's nasty. It's a giant hole. Is he holding something? What is that? Or is that a ring? Is that a big ring on his hand? Could be a ring. Hmm. I think it's a ring. Anyway, so that's pretty cool. Uh, one more thing I wanted to point out here was that Finn, as Undercover First Order, comes with... Liam, do you remember the name of it? No! The Riot Control Baton. It's a something-something. Something E6. Something. Something yeah, I can't remember what it's called. But it's a riot... It's the same thing that... The guy who says traitor, remember? Did he traitor. steal it from him? I don't when know. When he killed him? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Did he kill so. him? No, I think Han did. So, I think, I don't know. I mean, who knows if he actually has this in the movie, but wouldn't it be kind of cool if he found it and he's like, oh, oh black I know how to use this thing. <laughs> right? It is a black series, yeah. Yeah, so he's very poseable. 
Anyway, those are some new new action figures that are not out in the stores yet. But Hasbro just released the images of them. And, you know, before we're done with the news, let's go see what Ron Howard has shared on Twitter, Twitter and, Instagram. and Instagram. Ron Howard shares stuff on Twitter and Instagram. Here is Ron Howard with Paul Bettany, who is an actor that has been... Uh, announced as very recently uh, as being in the Han Solo movie. Um, people are speculating that because Michael K. Williams is out, they had to bring someone else in for like a new character, right? Make a new character, have it, you know, whatever Michael K. Williams did in the story, whatever his characters, whatever purpose his character served, now maybe the Paul Bettany character is serving that purpose instead, right? And uh, I'd like you to take special note of the things around him looks like Gloves. a globe, some sort of navigational equipment. And in this glass case behind him looks to be something. Not quite sure what it is. It looks like clones spawning. Like something. Clones. Well, we're going to see something a little bit later. I'm doing this in chronological order, and Liam has the hiccups, and we're just going to push through it. Uh, this was posted on September 1st. That's how long it's been since we recorded an episode. Here is behind the scenes in a dark and strange new corner of the galaxy. Looks kind of like the CD back alley sort of place that we saw some videos last time we were looking at these. He posted some videos that probably looks from this the location. Big, that looks like the, where the big explosion was. The explosion, maybe the, the burning um, R2 trash can with the fire in it, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, not R2, but, you know, astromech. That thing was awesome. Uh, intense and cool action scene on my monitors today. As we make the untitled Han Solo movie, so we just see some some action going on in uh, what looks to be probably that place where we saw the catered I know what this tells us, the Daddy. catered food. Remember the food photo that we looked at? Oh, yeah. This is probably maybe a casino. Could be on Canto Bite. Wouldn't that be cool? That would be. You know, if things started I would connecting think like Canto that a little Bite bit. Canto would look trashier. Trashier? Oh no, Canto Bite's fancy. Shiny. Oh, Canto Bite's very fancy. Yeah, it's where all the all the rich. Um, it's a casino. The rich bleep holes. Remember, <laughs> remember who Ryan yeah. Johnson said. I was yeah. gonna say, you talking about the <laughs> yeah, that's that's where they all go. Holes? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Ron Howard also shared this image of a steering wheel, and there's a gloved hand. It looks to be something that's fast. We know that Han Solo gets into uh, after he. Uh, kind of is done with the rebellion. He uh, sort of goes off on his own and uh, goes back to the life of a racing pilot. Daddy. And we know that he used to be a racing pilot. Yes, Anna? This is a huge spoiler. Uh-huh. There's hands! There's hands in the movie! <laughs> yes. It's huge! This is on the Star Wars show, isn't it? That's right. Well, you know, that's Han Solo. <laughs> what? That should have been our joke. <laughs> All right, and here we have Paul deer. Bettany again. And, uh, and in the same location, right? There looks to be navigational equipment in the background. And here's this glass Wait, case. They, they were over there, and now they're over by the glass case. That and, and this may, be, may or may not be the same glass case. Maybe there's many glass cases with, uh, are these live animals? Bear. Or are these, like, taxidermied, right? Like, dead and stuffed uh, creatures? Or are they, like, fake? Fake, maybe? Furry? I don't know. Are you talking about like in the movie? No, in the movie, I mean, yes. Not like, like I, I can't imagine this 
being would be living inside of this glass case, but who knows, right? Uh, I like Paul Bettany's uh, outfit here. Kind of looks like a sailor a little bit. He's got like this rope belt, and uh, these little things on his belt kind of look like they could be navigational tools. Mm -hmm. So is he someone who like is a um, like a hyperspace navigator, right? That would be really like, is cool. Like is he telling people, people how to get... How to get to places. What is on his head there? There's a little thing on his forehead. Oh, that's weird. Looks kind of weird. And in the background, I wonder whether or not this shape could be someone looking that way. Does that look like a certain person's helmet, Liam? Boba Fett? It kind of looks like Boba Fett's helmet, doesn't it? What helmet does that one? Could that be Boba Fett's yeah, helmet? it does. It could be, right? I don't see any antenna, though. Hmm. The only antenna could be that mm. big long thing, and I don't think it is. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe that, since it's all black, it, that the antenna is also black and black. Could be. Also, could be a stretch. Who knows? Uh, so that's what Ron Howard shared on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, Ryan Johnson shared this one thing, which I thought was really funny and porg related. So of course we're going to talk about it. Uh, someone asked him on Twitter. And I really like this. Like, this is, you know, they're just being honest. And they said, I am having a late night depressive episode. They're just, they're depressed at night. They're really sad. You know, they're, they're feeling depressed. And they would like to know some more facts about porgs. Thank you in advance if you read. And Ryan Johnson replied very calmly, right? Just so, here's some things that could maybe make you feel better. You know, they are seabirds. Their coloring varies. Males are slightly larger than females. They can fly short distances. They are inquisitive. All right. Do you think we got a male or a female? I mean, I don't know. A male. Probably a female because it's giant. Slightly larger than females. So male, right? (laughs) Well, we'd have to see another (laughs) porg of the other gender to see. (laughs) That's true. That's true. If we could find another giant porg and see if that giant porg is a little what bit bigger, I, a little bit smaller than our one, giant porg. Was there a one? There was another one at Target. Yeah, which, was that smaller or bigger? I don't know. I'll say smaller. Anyway, let's head on over to Canon News. The Canon News song, yeah. The Canon News song, yeah. Yeah. All right, this canon news contains mild spoilers from the book Phasma. All right, so Phasma grew up on the planet Parnassos. We already talked about that in our last episode. Uh, So they're walking in the desert, which is all of Parnassus, basically. Uh, and they they come across a looping and whirling metal spine that is jutting out of the sand. And one of the characters who lives on Parnassus says... Uh, wonders what it is, right? And Brendel Hux is there, right? Hux's dad. And he says in his southern drawl, he says, amusements. They once guided vehicles that people rode for fun. An archaic form of entertainment on planets without enough technology to stimulate the populace from inside their homes. This planet had much land and little sense. So that was Brendel Hux talking about a roller coaster. What? Yeah. This looping, whirling metal spine jutting out of the sand. They once guided vehicles that people rode for fun. It's a roller coaster. Star Wars has roller coasters. I know that. <laughs> I know that. I read the um 
the Anakin saves the day one. Um, <laughs> the Lego book. The Lego little book. Oh, yeah. And at the end, it was made out of droid parts that they all killed <laughs> or destroyed. Oh. And it was a roller coaster, and I saw some Jedi riding, Jedi riding okay. and eating popcorn. Well, that was not so, canon. Obviously. That was not yeah, canon. Yeah, it's canon no, now. That, like, well, now it's canon, I guess, yes. Yeah. Uh, but the end page is canon. You know, and... Uh, Anna, you know, Anna, you have a little bit of canon news because you're reading this Leia book, and we'll get to that in just a second. Uh, so the main, one of the main characters of this book is Captain Cardinal, and he is like Ooh, Captain Phasma, heck? but he is dressed in all red instead of silver. And he is like Phasma, he trains the stormtroopers, but he trains the kids, not the older stormtroopers, right? He trains them when they're young. And once they get to a certain level and age, then they, they go. Then Phasma. they go to Phasma, right? So um, very but he does not trust Phasma, and he doesn't think that she has the First Order's best interests in mind. I don't either. And this book, I don't want to spoil it, but wow, she is just. She is so selfish. She's selfish. selfish. She wants to get. She wants herself to survive. If that means other people don't, that's okay. And that's how she grew up. She grew up on this harsh planet, right? Where it's, you know, in order to survive, you might have to... Oof, some of the things that she did. Whoa, I can't even talk about them. But he says, no one will see... And he's saying this to himself, right? This is his internal monologue, internal dialogue. No one will see the real Phasma until the moment when what the First Order wants is no longer what she wants. Which makes me think that this book might be setting up some pretty cool storytelling for Phasma in The Last Jedi. What if she ends up betraying the First Order because it's not what she wants anymore? She wants something okay, different than them. That would be super duper awesome. Super duper awesome. Anna, you what had a little bit of... What if she joins the resistance? That'd be awesome. Oh, I don't see that happening. Oh, no. Like she joins the resistance? <laughs> oh, yeah, we join the resistance. Oh, I changed my mind again. Sorry. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's something she would do. Uh, yeah. so she'd go into and trick him. So, Anna, you had a little bit of canon news for us? Okay, so it's a tiny, it's a little bit of a spoiler, but mm -hmm. it's pretty cool. Okay. So, in the Leia book, um, Panaka is in... Panaka, you mean Padme's guard, Panaka, yes. from The Phantom Menace? Yes. Uh-huh. He's in the Leia book. He's in the Leia book? Whoa. And is he like an one old thing? man who gives advice? One thing that was in Legends and now it's canon, he's a moth. A moth? In he's a moth. In the Empire. Like Moff Tarkin and Moff Jerjar. But I, it's the way they mm. say of him, mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like his heart's really in it. Oh, interesting. Is he spying on the Empire? Well, anyway, we I don't, don't want to. We don't want to give too much away. Um, I haven't read it yet, so I have no idea. <laughs> but I was, I was very surprised when you cool. told me that he was in that book. So I that's told him, cool. and then he was like, "Is he a moth?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he was like, "Oh my gosh! Why would he think that?" <laughs> because in Legends, he was a moth too. Yeah, and I'm just surprised that they they kept that. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's go have a joke. <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. Did you hear that Captain Phasma never escaped the trash compactor and she died when Starkiller turned into a star? 
Now she's known as Captain Plasma. All right. I don't think we have anything for the question and answer council today, but I did want to say that we uh, received an email from Joseph Kenobi, and something tells me that Kenobi is not his real last name. Uh, but, but he answered a question and answer council question from a while back uh, when we said, what force abilities would you have if you could have any force ability? Oh, yeah, and I he remember. picked his top three, and they are force ghost, mind trick, and better physical abilities. It's sensible, Joseph. Mr. Kenobi. Uh, yeah, I like that. So, uh, do you kids know what time it is? No, it's not time for the War Boys to paint their teeth chrome in honor of their leader, Imperator Phasma. What? It's time for... <laughs> Stop the All right, I am asking the question, and we'll see if you kids are the lump or not. What is Phasma's... This is a Phasma-heavy episode here. What is Captain Phasma's armor made out of? Oh, I got it, I got it, I got it. Oh, Liam, you have it, yeah. Metal! That was not my guess. What is her armor? No. What is Captain Phasma's armor made out of? No. I don't necessarily mean the material, um, although that's part of it. But where did she get the material for her armor? I know for a fact I've told you kids this this before, but... I give up. Did you get it from uh, Imperial Mine? Uh, nope. From Crate? Nope. Oh. She got it from... It's Chromium. Is the name of the metal, and it's from Palpatine's Naboo yacht. What? Palpatine had his own Naboo ship. You know, like, uh, think of Padme's ship, how it's really silvery and shiny. Mm-hmm. So Palpatine had a similar ship, a Naboo yacht, and Phasma made her armor out of the chromium from that ship. Nice. And that's a fact that you probably learned almost two years ago so it's okay if you don't remember but wait how do you know that uh well i know know that that from the force awakens visual dictionary and it's i don't want to spoil too much of the phasma book so but let's just say let's just say that it, it it comes into play it is mentioned at least in the phasma book so yeah um, so I'm sorry, that was kind of a, maybe an unfair stump the lump because you actually didn't know the answer at all. I kind of feel sad now that I asked that question, but, uh, Do you have another one? At least you're both lumps. And, uh, I'm the lump maker, apparently. So, sorry about that. Uh, did, did anyone out there, any listener, you could, you could ask us a hard one next time. Yeah, you're never gonna get Let's do it. Okay, fine. Um, any listeners out there too, you could send us Stump the Lump questions. Um, you have any questions for us, uh, for the kids or for me? Uh, if it's for me, I promise I will not look up the answer and then just say it like a, 
like I got it right, I will, I will save it for the episode. Um, if you have any questions for the question and answer council also, let us know. Um, and you know, we'll ask those. It'll be good discussion topics. You want to know our thoughts on anything? You can just ask. Uh, you could send an email if you want to forcechildren at gmail. If you're uh, actually, you know, we'll give you make us make a broadcast oh, for you. Right there you go. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, you need some words of encouragement from us. Uh, we're there for you. You know, um, we're uh, we're good people. And uh, you know, if you need any help or you just want to talk. Uh, feel free to send us an email, and we'll we'll say how you can do that in just a second. Uh, so thank you for listening to episode 81. Uh, I apologize for taking three weeks to get this out, but that's just the nature of the game. And uh, now that school's back on and things have started to settle down... We might be doing it not every week. We're hoping to do it we're weekly. Trying to try. We're, we're going to try. We're going to try weekly. Yep, that's the goal. Um, and we don't always hit that goal, but... That's okay. I'm sure you understand. Uh, and as always, thank you to those who support us over on patreon.com slash children of the force. Your support allows us to do this podcast and to make it better. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to us online, you can contact us via Twitter. Add Force Children. On Facebook, we are Children of the Force. And uh, send us that email with questions or comments or anything. Uh, our email address is children at gmail.com And our website is www.childrenofthefourth.com I screamed that in your face. Sorry, guys. Head on over to speakpipe.com slash children of the force to leave us a voicemail that we would love to play on the show. And finally, leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher or anywhere else you listen to us. Uh, doing so will make it easier for more people to find us, and we just love reading those reviews. They make us happy. So thank you for leaving them. Uh, click on the star, and then just write a few few words if you want. That'd be awesome. Uh, all right, for Children of the Force, I'm Al. I'm Anna. Liam is my name. <laughs> and may the Force be I don't remember. Okay, hold on. Here, okay, we'll I, just, I we'll so, just, so, so, the first. We'll, we'll just add this on to the end. And yeah, what, okay, what happened here? Explain it. this to me. Anna. I'm going to say so mine first. How but we came up with what, this yeah, was the Porg um, a thing on Find the Force. It, like, you know how it said descriptions and stuff? We read mm-hmm, some of them. Mm-hmm. Um, the Porg mm. was. The, the And they were separated into categories Droid, Rebellion, and. Um, and resistance and first order. Right, resistance yeah. and first order. Yeah. But we didn't know that at the mm-hmm. time. So I read that the porks were rebellion. Resistance. Re- resistance. Yeah. And so this that is how this happened. <laughs> okay. So, so right when she said that, what popped up in my mind is the leaders, Luke Ray, Finn, Rose, and um Leia in um, uh, on a battlefield, Leia. Uh, so, Leia's Leia and the other people are on one side of the battlefield, and then Snoke, Hux, and Kylo Ren are on the other side. And this, um, and behind, um, Snoke and Kylo and Hux is uh, an army of stormtroopers, and behind the rebellion people. Resistance. The res- resistance leaders and stuff. Um, 
it's an army of porgs, and I just see, and I just see porgs attacking stormtroopers, throwing rocks like Ewoks. I imagine a porg. I imagine the Ewok battle, but instead the Ewoks just turn into a porg, and then bam, I got a porg battle. Porgy attack! Okay. Cool, cool, cool. And isn't there something that happens when happens when a stormtrooper? Shoots. Yeah, that was Anna's. Anna oh, gets okay. mine. Okay. Okay. So, what I imagined was there was a stormtrooper, and then there was like twenty porks or something, and then the stormtrooper badly injured one of the porks, and then the porks got super mad. They looked at each other, and thought all of them were thinking the same thing. If this stormtrooper hurt our friend, then we're gonna have to hurt him. So they all started yelling and threw rocks and got sticks and smashed his head with logs. Basically did what the Ewoks did to a I bunch of stormtroopers. Like but tw- it was 20 porgs to one stormtrooper. So they did all the stuff that the Ewoks did just to one stormtrooper. And so, yeah. All right. That was all in honor wait, of their friend. Wait, mm-hmm. but there's one more thing I needed to add about that. Oh, no. After... They killed that stormtrooper. They shared a big meal of stormtrooper. Just like the Ewoks. There, my, my part is done. You can talk now. All right. Yep. So that was just a little uh, little add-on there. Uh, we had forgotten that was something that happened earlier when we weren't recording. And I just thought those two stories were so heartwarming. And <laughs> <You're> right. <laughs> just those adorable warrior porgs. Uh, really. Oh. Oh, and I forgot. They're they're wearing, um, they're wearing coconut helmets. Flushing the toilet, it's a pork, pork. Flushing the toilet, it's a pork, pork. Flushing the toilet, it's a pork, pork. Flushing the toilet.